So I'm, I'm recording. So a real pleasure to have Brett Hickey from Star Mountain with us to share his thoughts as he reflects and predicts. So Brett, if you could uh, introduce yourself and share your wisdom. Thanks, Mark. A pleasure. And hope everybody has found some silver linings out of this year. I know it's been uh, a year filled with a lot of change, a lot of challenges, and uh, and that always creates both uh, opportunities and um, hopefully reflections for us all to think about for the future. I'm Brett Hickey, founder and CEO of Starmount Capital. We run a specialized investment firm focused exclusively on the lower middle market. And the way we think of that is businesses that are established and large enough to have diverse customer bases, established management teams and so forth, but not so large where they have perfected everything yet or where the market is a lot more competitive. And we find that that end of the market allows us to best focus on our strategies of optimizing alpha across our direct lending, private equity and secondary fund investing strategies. Great. So now as you think of 2020, what, what, what comes to mind? Good decisions, bad decisions, or otherwise? Yeah, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind, Mark, is uh, feeling grateful. Uh, I feel extremely grateful for where we're at as a business, where I'm at as a family. Uh, thankfully, we're all very safe, very healthy, uh, and our business has done well through the pandemic and the market downturn. So I, I really couldn't be more thankful for the support from our team, our investors, and other folks around that. Uh, I think it has been uh, very challenging for a lot of good people, and so I, I feel very grateful for that. Uh, some of the things that have been really interesting upon reflection is different ways upon which we can work. Uh, a lot of our team, including myself, have young families and commute time we found to always be something that we've never really enjoyed, but we deal with, we make our, you know, we make the best out of. Now I think we've found that at least some fraction of working from home or having other local offices and satellites can be very effective. Uh, that's been one of our strategies since the beginning when we started our firm over a decade ago with over 20 people in local cities across the country, uh, 20 cities, I should say really has forced us in the early days to have a local approach. And I think as I reflect upon it, it's really um, accelerated the way that we think about the work-life balance and how to really hopefully optimize both. And I certainly think that in, in my case, I feel fortunate that I feel like I've been able to do that, which has been great. So now as you, as you think ahead with all that in mind, you know, how do you see 2021? Hey, 2021 has a lot of layers involved in it. Um, I'll, I'll give you a few things that are top of mind to me. And uh, full disclosure, I'm not the person to try to pick stocks for people and be a, a public market stock picker or better. That's not what we do. We're specialized. We're focused on the private market asset class, the lower middle market to that end. With that said, it it's hard for me to envision there not being some bubbles right now as we look at valuations, as we look at markets, and we think about the sustainability of that. A lot of growth out there in valuations, a lot of valuations don't seem like they're possibly able to sustain these levels for 
an indefinite period of time. When and how much of an impact will it take is hard to know, but we do think there's a reasonable likelihood of certain bubbles out there. We do think that there are risks associated uh, with in a macroeconomic environment. A lot of them we worried about pre-pandemic, and I think we still worry about today. Everything from valuations to trade wars, perhaps actual wars and things like that, that we, of course, hope will never happen. But other black swan type of events, uh, we believe are still out there. So we think it's a time to still maintain, at least in our opinion, some level of prudence and discipline on what you're doing and and uh, recognizing that growth does have value. Value also has value. And so that's a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a needle that we all have to thread. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, I think that some predictions that we think of are, are big macro trends. We have an aging population that creates challenges and opportunities, particularly in the lower middle market where you have business owners that are looking to transact because they're in a phase of life and maybe they want to spend more time with their grandchildren or whatever it may be. And they're not always financially driven motivation. So I think that's a really big both challenge because it pulls a lot more productive workforce out of the economy and perhaps increases some of the uh, benefits and costs to a lot of different economies, uh, U.S. and Europe and Canada in particular, but also creates a lot of opportunities around that. So I think that's an interesting one that we're thinking a lot about because if you can get the macro trends right, the other aspects have a much higher probability sure. of playing out well as far as investment strategies are concerned. So that's one of them that we think is compelling, uh, particularly as it interfaces with sure. where a lot of these private business owners are, which is the lower middle market. So so even though we never scripted this or talked about it, I knew that you were going to talk about discipline. I don't know why, just, like, but just knowing you. So let's switch. Other than, than making money, um, you know, helping the world or your communities, our communities, what, what are you focused on in that regard? Yeah, thanks for asking, Mark. Uh, I think, as you may know, I lost my mother cancer when I was six years old, and, and my father was a, a high school uh, teacher. And growing up in a very small town in, in northern Canada, community has always been part of my DNA, and, and it wasn't because of really a forced um, proactive decision. It's just the way small communities, especially in cold northern towns, almost have to operate. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you work with each other, you help each other. So I always grew up actually thinking that was quite normal. As I moved to the U.S. and New York, having been here now for approximately 20 years, I realized that that isn't, in fact, normal for everybody. And uh, over a decade ago, I started my first foundation, and, and our Star Mountain Charitable Foundation is really focused on a few things. One is community. Uh, two, which is very interrelated with our for-profit business, is job creation. We think of the old adage of teaching people to fish rather than giving them fish and really helping those who are driving hard. And of course, there are things that do just require donations and support as well. I sit on a number of philanthropic boards supporting children, for example, of Help for Children, supporting both children and local communities being on the board and contributing to the uh, Greenwich YMCA and other things that we think are very important that we should all be contributing some value to in addition to health and wellness in our community is veterans. We think that veterans provide a tremendous amount of value from first responder related efforts to safety and wellness. So that's one of the things that our charitable foundation uh, focuses on supporting as well. Now, now let us turn turn 180 and how, how can we help you? How can 361 or network otherwise? 
Yeah, thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. You know, look, we're always looking for good people for different things. Uh, we are looking for good businesses, looking for capital. We've built uh, with our business today with about $1.5 in assets under management, being 100% employee owned. And I share the profits of our business with 100% of our employees. We have over 40 full-time people. We're really focused on trying to find good companies that are looking for strategic partners to grow, whether they're looking for debt capital, minority equity capital, or they've come to a point where they want to sell control. We have a diversified platform so that we don't have to try to pigeonhole our capital base with an investor's needs. We can really try to find hopefully the right match and the right solution that works best for everybody. So we're always looking for high quality businesses that are generally looking for between approximately 10 million and 100 million of capital. We also have our secondary fund business. So if people are looking for early liquidity in their limited partnership investments, you know, we're very much open for business there. Um, and any other ways we can be helpful to people. We appreciate uh, you and your community at 361. I think it's a great community and want to be contributing active members. So happy to help in any way we can as well. Great. Now one word for 2021, or I know you said it might not be just one. So your words. Yes. Yeah. Thanks Mark. I'll string together. I tried putting this in a little bit of quick sequence, strategy, culture, resilience, empathy, and focus is the way I think of heading into the future. That's great. Well, thank you, Brett, for, for joining us.